Hey guys! This is usually where you would hear an ad from our sponsors, but instead we would like to take this time to remind ourselves and our listeners to stay vigilant. Don't let the end of the last televised protest be the end of our efforts to fight for equality and justice in our world. We can all start by making sure we are registered to vote. After that, take the time to learn the names of your local representatives and community leaders, as well as how to contact them. Remember, we have the power of the people. You can make a difference. You can be the change. Sign petitions, donate to a cause, support your local businesses, get active in your local politics and grassroots organizations, educate yourself, and always, always try to help amplify the voices of those that are most in need of a platform. Thank you, and now enjoy your regularly scheduled anime programming. <laughs> Hello, Naughty What Podcast listeners. I'm Tosh. I'm MZ. I'm Hannah. And I'm Nick. And today we are here to talk about Avatar Season 2. I love this show, so I'm going to say it. Talk about how Nick is always just a little pause after the rest of us with his name. Are you doing (laughs) that for attention, Nick? You can tell us. On purpose. I'm just so sad all the time. <laughs> no, I just do it because, like, I'm, I don't know, I'm the only dude. Yeah, that's what I'm the only dude. And, like, everyone's like, hey, it's me, it's me. And I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, it's me as well. <laughs> like, I, I'm here, I guess. I, just I feel like he's, noticed, he's secretly plotting out. for the time he's going to add, like, crazy sound effects right before his name. He's just leading straight. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, like, have. I'm you know you know what's gonna happen is I'm gonna have I'm gonna pay like a cameo for someone like Chris Zabbitt or someone to just be like <laughs> and I'm Nick and like and pull, like oh my, oh my god <laughs> I'll just be like ah gotcha 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 I'm here for um, it that's I'm ready for by that the way too. did you guys hear the obligatory MZ phone before <laughs> no yeah it was wait, real <laughs> yeah you guys missed it and I was like wait a minute. <laughs> MZ, oh, hilarious! That's Jeff, a new red Twitter account. Can anyone see that? No, that's a new. Well, that's on brand. That's on brand. So it's fine. It's a, a super new record. That was quick. Yep, that was very quick. Uh, We're like two minutes in, y'all. <laughs> so funny. I can't even deny it now. Like, there's no point in even like arguing. It's just. It is. <laughs> it's like yeah, that happens. Yep. Eventually. It like this time we're gonna have one at the very very end, and then next time it's gonna be as soon as she says her name, and there's gonna be one a little sooner in the end. They're just gonna slowly cycle through. Like hilarious. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but back to Avatar season two because I love this show. Let's talk about it. It is good. So. This season. It. Hot take. Hot take. Central right here. This season, my favorite season of the show. I, I that's can fair. agree with this. I can agree with I that. like this season more than the third season, even though the third season is like super action heavy and like it's all like tying everything together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this season so much more. I okay. feel like the third season felt rushed compared to this one. I actually did enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. this I feel like this season is the meat and potatoes of the whole show, for lack of a better cliche. Like, the beginning, the season one is a lot of introductions, and you're really getting to know your characters and kind of seeing them develop, like, your your main three, you know, and getting to see them, and you're kind of learning about the Avatar. 
And then season three is a lot of like the emotional, like psychological shit that they're dealing with. But season two is a lot of the meat and potatoes of the actual storyline. And they're just like knocking shit out. And that I think that's why I I feel like it goes on so long. Like by the time we were done with this season, I couldn't remember a time when Toph wasn't in the group. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so happy we get to talk about Toph now. Toph is my favorite. I know. When season one was happening, I forgot something Hannah said. Like, I hope I see this. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything. And I was just like, I can't (laughs) wait for Hannah to see Toph. I can't wait to talk about Toph. I think she was like, I just want to see like more badass female characters like like Katara and like Suki. And we're like... Do you understand that Toph is coming? Like Toph is gonna be your best girl. Like you're yeah, gonna be like Toph, Toph is no. the best. I really, oh, really rounds out the group too because I feel yeah. like we have, you know, Zuko with our Fire Nation. We have the water. You know, like we have all of our tribes. But then she was like the perfect like Earth element in there. You know, like she was the fir- perfect character to represent that, mm-hmm. like of our main characters. So I thought it was she's just perfect. So good. <laughs> she's yeah. Just perfect. Perfect. Oh, also in season one, what, another thing that uh, I think it was Hannah. I don't know who said they're like, I just wish like we saw the Kyoshi warriors and they were so badass. And then they were just gone. And I was like, huh? Huh? and then Suki comes back and I'm so excited. Okay. Let's talk about it. She's so cute. Oh my god, I love yeah, it. We have, to start, we have to start from the top. We're getting we're getting yeah, like episode we're getting ahead. nine at that we're point. Ahead. We love so much. We I know. Okay, so we'll just, yeah, let's just jump in. Nick, thank you for your notes that you're doing. Um, let's go. So Aang and, Aang and crew depart the north. So that, you know, we just left off season one. You know, all the shit with the moon goddess happened. Yue died and is now the moon goddess. We saw Aang and the Avatar state beating back the Fire Nation as a giant ocean monster. Um, and now... The battle is over and our crew is setting out and getting like supplies and stuff from the Northern Water Tribe. So, you know, pretty good. Oh, it was so makes cute because the, the, the water master, whatever you call him, they're like, say hi to Grand Grand for us. Like he's going to find his true love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so say hi to Grand Grand. Oppa, yip yip. <laughs> <laughs> yip, yip. I also am so glad that they're finally going down to see because apparently, like, the entire Southern Water Tribe has been, like, killed out. And the Northern Water Tribe has a huge civilization, and they just haven't helped their brothers. And it, I'm like, yeah. okay, it's overdue, it y'all. Yeah. yeah, that kind of pissed me off. I was like, yeah. how is there literally one village with only females and children, and no one came to help them? Yeah, exactly. Rude. And also, yeah, why... Thought that was good that this finally happened because that actually really bothered me from the first season. Yeah. I didn't really realize it until they were like, oh, we're going to go help. And I'm like, wow, how long have you not been helping? Like, you just watched them get, like, slaughtered to the point they were just one tiny little village. Like, it's actually really savage. Well, I yeah. did wonder because it does feel like the worlds are so isolated from each other. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they just really didn't know the extent of the damage because other than, like, the little birds and stuff that send messages, like, I don't really know how they get news around to each other. True. That's fair. Like, but it is, it is kind of wild that, like, you know, like... Katara and Sokka's dad and, like, all the males from this village have all uh, been fighting in the war. And there's not many of them from, like, when we see, like, even in season three, we'll get to eventually see. There's not, like, a huge water nation fleet. 
So I'm like, why are all the warriors in the Northern Water Tribe just be like, ah, nah, fuck y'all. Like, I don't care. Like, seems weird, but whatever. I think it's, a, I, it's a little bit of that. We, we've seen it in other shows and other movies and stuff where it's sister tribes, but one tribe has gone into the cause while the other tribe is like, we're going to protect our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like this whole like, no, you need to be jumping in with us where it's like, no, like we're gonna, just going to protect us instead. different morals and values too which is kind of the difference between the two we saw that with like the grandma and stuff like that her leaving Mm -hmm. so maybe part of it's just that is just a different culture in general you know even though no they're all water it's like they have different values or maybe they just expected the whole southern tribe to just come back to the northern one they were like well you didn't so whatever true very true yeah that's true and can we talk about i don't know about you guys but i fucking hate the the earth nation hate all of them like the earth nation like none of them are cool like even even at the beginning even at the beginning here where it's like the the dude they're talking to i forgot his name but the dude they're talking to is like we're gonna find a way to cheat you into the avatar state like how do how do we do this like threaten your life do we do we like threaten your friends okay no it's threatening your life everyone attack the avatar it's like what the fuck are we doing here but like to 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 that point it's like that's kind of the whole point of earth nation is that they're very to the point they're like what taurus capricorn type energy like they're just gonna say <laughs> serious Shots shots fired on the astrology chart, real quick. Hilarious astrology. Um, I just had a I had a chart reading the other day. I had a horoscope chart reading the other day. I'm very serious about it now. No, I just. I I love I love how you're making this a fucking astrology <laughs> analogy and then being like yeah but they're also just like putting them in places to grow it's like no he was just like we're gonna try to find the cheapest quickest way for this to work and like and put in no work at all and not grow at all we're just gonna find the easiest way out how do we trigger this go how do we trigger this go but that's kind of how all of them have been they're just like kind of practical straightforward and can't be that creative about stuff yeah i mean i guess it was interesting to the explanation of like the avatar state and Mm -hmm. how it works essentially it gets explained a lot later on as well like more in depth but we find out uh early on that it's triggered from like trauma and like if he's in danger, it triggers. But if he dies in the Avatar state, the reincarnation stops. Yeah, Dude, that was crazy. I was like, Cause it's the, yeah, because it's the culmination of all of their life forces. So there is no like life force to continue on if he dies in that state. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it's very stakes, 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 very much stakes. Also, uh, when they triggered Aang to go into the Avatar state in this Earth uh, Kingdom little outpost or whatever, Aang fucked that shit up. And I like how all the other soldiers are like, no, we're good. We're good. Like, we don't need to do it again. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. You know, we don't need that one. It was crazy. The general's like, again, the soldier's like, no, no, no. I'm good. (laughs) I'll be alright. I'll be alright without. I'll be alright. Yeah, I'm cool. Um, but all I, I also like 
Aang is so cute and he's such a little kid in some ways that whenever people pressure him to do things that he like really knows isn't right but he like feels the weight of the world because that general was like people have been dying like there's tens of thousands of soldiers dying I was like you're putting that on this little sweet baby child like fuck you I hate you I love Aang protect him at all costs Yeah, you definitely understand where, like, Katara is coming from when she's very much so, like, protective of him. It's because mm-hmm. he's so sweet and innocent. And she's just like, stop. Stop putting all this on him. Like, yeah. He's a baby. I mean, he's also, like, can, can the I, wisest, most powerful, but also a baby. Can I say it? Can I say it? What? What? Sokka best boy? <laughs> Yay! Okay. Sokka, Sokka is best boy. I already told you guys, I highly relate boy. to Sokka. So. <laughs> Sokka is hilarious. And I saw the best TikTok of all time. I'm leaving this in, by the way. I saw the best TikTok of all time. It's this kid. He's like, and he doesn't realize it, which is the best part. He's like, you know what? I don't fit in with boomers or I don't fit in with like my age group. I fit in more with boomers. You want to know why? Because I don't do drugs and I don't do things like this. And like, he's doing this whole thing. And his voice goes like an octave up and he goes, I have plans. And it sounds exactly like Sokka. It sounds identical to him. And I was like, this is perfect. Sokka is best boy, to be honest. I mean, Aang is, like, adorable and stuff, but I think there's just something about his, like, kind of stupid, frustrating innocence that Sokka has, I think, is is best boy material. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, I mean, they all grow a lot, but I feel like Sokka has the biggest growth arc of them yeah. all. Well, I mean, him and Zuko both, but Zuko's also in a weird way, also best boy. So we'll get there though in season three. Zuko is my personal best boy, but I don't know if he is best boy. Yeah, in season three, he becomes also a secondary best boy, but we'll get there. I just love Sokka's character. He just uses his little brains in the funniest ways. Yeah, he's so cute. Oh. Oh, all the all of them are so good. I'm like, oh, you're yeah, all children. I don't yeah. think there's any. It's crazy. I don't think there's any characters that I'm like, I hate this character and how they made it for the show. Um, everyone in the Earth Nation. <laughs> <laughs> They're great. Love. Love. <laughs> the tea, the tea shop owner hate them. The general hate them. The king. Hot take. Hate that motherfucker. Um. Wait, you don't like. Wh- Wait, incompetent. Which incompetent. The, the, the actual king. The oh, actual the actual king. king. Yeah. The I thought king. you were incompetent talking. Piece of shit. I thought you were talking about um, Boomy. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Boomy. I was like, Boomy is great. <laughs> what about yeah. Boomy? Yeah, they just go about things in a different no. way. I think Boomy's, Boomy, his friend, like expected. that was his friend when he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, Boomy's yeah. little yeah. fuck. I'm talking about the incompetent dumbass who essentially yeah. is. Yeah our own president uh in uh in, in this series sorry yeah sorry uh, yeah. but yeah that's who i'm talking about um and we'll get we'll get to that whole uh gentrification and class system but if you think about it you can't really hit them because the Dai Li are also earth nation and they are pretty smooth the Dai Li are evil true they're horrible <laughs> human beings but that's what i'm saying i think the way they went about making the characters i don't hate the way that they made them like they all serve a purpose also to they be- all serve a purpose in the Dai Li serves the purpose of being a mercenary group that i fucking cannot stand 
<laughs> I do want them to be my personal ninja guards, though. So yeah. Yeah, would, Also, okay, fair enough, fair enough, I fair think enough. it is funny that Hannah like likes the Earth Nation because she's like, well, no, I get it. Not because Hannah is probably my one of my most blunt friends. <laughs> so Hannah's like, <laughs> no, that's how it is. <laughs> Everyone is ridiculously optimistic. Like, Hannah, the Earth Nation? I literally watched this season and thought maybe I should change my answer from air to Earth. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can see that. Earth. Yeah, I, I think you're yeah. too. Because everyone else is like, so. everyone else is like super optimistic and like head in the clouds. Like, Aang can do this. Everything's gonna be okay. With Earth Nation, it's like, no, he can't fucking do it. He's a kid. We got to figure out the fastest way to get this done. Like, right. <laughs> see, that's like our conversation earlier. Y'all are like, let's have a potluck, and I'm like, no, let's assign food because it won't happen. Just love to live our dreams, Hannah. <laughs> Hey, no one likes the way it's done, and sometimes it's not the best or the smartest way to get it done. <laughs> but the, you the best done. part is we also we also end up uh, meeting what Hannah would probably be like if she was in the Earth Nation, and it would be this this com, com convoy of hippies. I was just about to say, yeah. let's move on to Hannah's yeah. other favorite. Oh it's my the God, hippies. hippies. I love them so Secret much. Tunnel. Secret, Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. tunnel. <laughs> I, I was so excited for them to start doing like interpretive dance in the dark tunnel. I'm like, yes, I'm here for this. I also, I think it's hilarious because we're talking about how much Hannah relates to all these characters. That's just the way that we're describing this show now. Is <laughs> One half of Hannah's side is the hippies. The other half of Hannah's side is Sokka being like, what the fuck is everybody doing? The mesh of those two characters is Hannah. This is a perfect description. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. But I do love Sokka just like, Katara's like getting her hair braided and Aang is like, this is great. And Sokka's like, Okay, I have a map. Where is this tunnel? What are we doing? Why are you singing? <laughs> it's so cute. And the braiding Appa's hair too. <laughs> Just like so the most, the most hippie of things in the world. I love yeah. it. They so were much. smart. They knew what they're. Well, they didn't know that they knew, but they did know <laughs> what they were doing. This was definitely one of the most Disney episodes. One, because we have like the cute light up cave that all has to do with like the power of love is how you make it light up. And Katara and Aang almost kiss and whatever. But then also just the giant badger moles are all um, like controlled by the power of music and love. And I was like, this is the most Disney episode of the whole season. It was pretty cute. I kind of hated this episode, but it was adorable. I loved it. I was like, yes, badger moles. Join us on the journey. There's a a few episodes in this season that are slightly filler. And this is one of them, I feel like. Yeah, I think so too. One of those like bottle... It's like one of those bottle episodes where it's like, we're going to get you to the next part, but we're also going to fuck around for 20 minutes. (laughs) I think this is one of the better case scenarios of that. Like, you could have made this so much more annoying than it was. And that's why I I love these shows because they didn't make it annoying. You know, like, even though it is kind of filler, like, they still have some really good character building in there, like, with like the little romance. You know, like, there's, it's not like a waste of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't watch it, and at the end, you're just like, that did nothing for me. Well, <laughs> this episode and the episode about the swamp both seem kind of pointless, but I liked both of them because of the 
little creepy characters they introduced. Yeah. Oh my God, the swamp people. Okay, I can't wait till we get to that point. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's the best part of the water tribe. Right. Oh. Um. But then, so they, they get through the whole backstory with the thing. It's like you guys said, it was filler, but it was cute of how, like, these two lovers built this tunnel because they were both earthbenders. And it was very, like, Romeo and Juliet and tragic. And secret tunnel. <laughs> secret tunnel. <laughs> um, but then we actually, they break out on the other side and they see that Omashu has been uh, taken over and occupied, which is, like, crazy because it's the, like, never has before so it was the giant what is it called like they send everything for everybody like letters and stuff i don't know the mail system yes thank you yeah they have that crazy ass mail system that see the earth kingdoms can properly communicate because they made a mail system I feel like this is about to be an ongoing theme throughout this podcast. going see? They might not have kept control of it, but they made it. <laughs> Should we remind our listeners who all of our favorites are or what our elements are, just in case they didn't, they haven't. Oh, yeah. Refresh. Refresh. So my favorite is fire. And obviously. Fire. Obviously, mm-hmm. yes. Hannah is now Earth. I was we, air. We I've now this. switched. Natasha, what's your favorite? Um, mine, <laughs> I always go back and forth on all of them because I'm a dumb bitch. I can't make decisions. But I would have to say for the usefulness of it, either air or earth, because you always have it. Mm-hmm. And I think all three of you could probably guess mine pretty fucking easily. It's water. And it's definitely yeah. water. Because yeah. wa- <laughs> like, water is so good. <laughs> Especially, oh it's God. everywhere. I'm in love with tan girls with white hair, so you know. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, you are so fucking right. You are so fucking right. Nick and I share this passion, so I approve we, we, as well. We share this passion, and then we also kind of share the passion of like um, girls who have the look of like, I'm gonna fuck your life up. Aww. Like that is like Aww, a mm, like Azula. Mm, okay, what's it? What's up? What's up? Would your super secret power be that you cry and then use the water tears? Oh my, oh my god. god! Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would. Continuously having to think. MZ, MZ, we have a new chibi that needs to be made. I'm, I'm just crying, and as I'm crying, and bending, bending, I'm just bending it out. That's so funny. I think Nick is water. Natasha, I think you're air, to be honest, because you are a pretty peaceful human and you care so much about like nature and the world and people. I think that That's just fair. like really fits you. Because mm-hmm. I think if anyone could possibly care as much as a monk could, it would be you. The rest of us. <laughs> I appreciate you. I'd be stuck building a, a, a mail system. <laughs> yeah, like, I was going to say. Hannah, Hannah would want to join me and she's like, wait, the mail system's a little fucked. I got to stay here and fix it for a while. Like, Literally shaky. the entire universe is crumbling. Yeah. <laughs> and I also kind of think that pig could be an air bison. So, oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. Your dog. Yeah, right. Rock and I even said that while we were watching it. We kept being like, oh, Appa is like a little dog. He's like a huge pig, like a huge Ava. So I love it. Ava, you pick Ava, yip, yip. She's laying on the floor in here, and I say, Ava, yip, yip, and her ear just, like, turns back to me. 
and then immediately goes down. She doesn't even look at me. She's yeah, over my foot today. Crying, Guys, I just saw yeah. something. You know, whenever you see pigs in in a movie, you know what's all around them? What? Dirt. <laughs> I hate it here. I hate it here. I want to go home. I hate it here. <laughs> Here, I want to go home. What'd you say, Hannah? Pigs are Earth Nation now. They're my pets. (laughs) Pigs are Earth Nation now. That's fair, though. I, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, (laughs) yeah, I'm glad we did. Thank you, MZ, for suggesting that. are very clear now yeah. <laughs> on that note we will continue to talking about um how they go into omashu they have to sneak in through the sewer system they oh hannah the hannah they also so, have a full sewer system that's pretty oh, efficient. So brilliant. <laughs> sorry i had to okay but they go I in can't wait i can't wait to destroy the earth nation later on absolutely destroy its gentrification (laughs) racism xenophobia i can't wait i can't wait but the thing is you could be in charge we're still gonna build it up doesn't matter get it done (laughs) get it done (laughs) okay continue um and this is where we get to meet may also Mm. or we've met like we get to do we meet her there or we just get to see more about her have we met May? The um, so the governor who was given Omashu, the fire gover- the Fire Nation governor who was given Omashu, his daughter May, who's Zuko's girlfriend. Oh, that I totally forgot that that was May's father. Weird. Is that how mm-hmm. we were introduced to her? Mm-hmm. And you see how like listless she is. Her little brother was like taken by accident. Remember the little brother like accidentally got brought out when they were pretending to be uh, a diseased horde. <laughs> That was pretty, ah, yeah, another yeah, yeah, yeah. Saka adventure. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, May was fucking crazy because somebody's like, what are you doing? Or I think it was Azula's like, that's a terrible, you're going to give a baby for like an entire nation. And May's like, oh yeah, you're right. Like May was willing to sacrifice her infant brother. <laughs> was like, okay. Yeah. May is one of the more attractive female characters in this though. Mm-hmm. I love She's May. Like, very stoic. She also has a great arc too, which we'll get into yeah. later. But I love her. Yeah. Um, May, May and Azula. But I mean, I feel like that's the obvious choice because she's supposed to be like bubbly and happier. Yeah, Tylee's really cutesy. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's cutesy. May and Azula together scares me. Yeah, because yeah, they would always make the evil decisions every time. Scary vibe, those two. <laughs> it's like them. it's like instead of having the devil and the angel on your shoulder, it's just devil, devil. It's like. Oh, yeah, we're just going to fuck up everything. Can you imagine if they were a lesbian couple? The show would have ended very differently. The show would have ended so differently. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would have. It definitely would have. It would have taken a turn. That's a good one. Headcanon. Headcanon. Welcome welcome to the bisexual headcanon. There's not enough lesbians. That's amazing. I like that idea. Yeah, fuck Zuko. We can have an equal. Remember, everyone, to fix how you're sitting in your chairs right now. (laughs) I am sitting perfectly normal. (laughs) I am cross-legged and 
uncomfortable. But it's- same. <laughs> same. Also cross-legged, also uncomfortable. I'm like leaning to the side awkwardly, like just trying to be okay. I keep moving my chair and it's making noise. I'm trying to sit really still and it's not working well. <laughs> so we went, they snuck into a mashu. The return of Boomy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so weird. The thing that they had find Boomy in, I'm like, that's some crazy shit. They just put him in like a little coffin. Yeah. Well, they're holding him captive and you can't hold him captive in like a prison because what are the walls going to be made out of? Boomy's just going to be like, I'm out this bitch. Um, Oh, couldn't they put him in wood or water? Um, he could. Yeah, I think they've gone over the fact that, like, even manufactured wood has pieces of, like, ground or in it. They can, well, one, they don't have, like, water benders that work for them that way, so they couldn't do, like, oh, an ice prison. And then also, Earth, I think it's also that he can destroy, like, he could destroy wood with Earth. Like, he could have it smash it, you know, or, like, break up from the ground. Um because up to this point, up until a little later when Toph does some crazy Toph shit, Boomy is the best earthbender in the entire world. So they're just like, no chances. No, no risk. It's funny. Yeah, they should have just put him in one of his own torture chambers that he put Aang through. <laughs> yeah. Um, agreed. The funny thing, I love, I love this whole Boomy thing because it's also a very like... Um, I don't know, philosophical thing when Aang does find Boomy and Boomy's like, oh yeah, I could have gotten out the entire time. I'm just biding my time. Like, that's yeah, such yeah. a, like, I don't know, philosophical, spiritual point. It's just like, don't move unless you, until the opportunity is right kind of thing. And I'm just like, I love Boomy and his weird shit. And I also love that he's learned to bend earth with just his face. Amazing. Yes, but if you think about it, it's true because he would waste all that energy of them chasing him for all that time when he could just wait. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it also shows the difference between, I mean, Aang, even though he lived during the same time that Boomy did or whatever, Boomy lived his 100-year life, you know what yeah. I mean? And Aang, he's still a child, and it shows the difference between, like, patience, waiting, strategy, you know, all that stuff that Aang is just now learning, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think I think that's great, because even though they're they're so close, it's like, they're so different. Yeah. yeah. Well, it made sense why then Boomy's like, yeah, you gotta find an earthbender that sits still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, I also love that they all get out because they convince everybody that there's a pandemic and that I was watching this during coronavirus and I was like, hilarious, because they have the zucker, the, the <laughs> things on their face. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> Another like, brilliant soccer plan. That hit, that hit too close to home. I don't <laughs> yeah. like it. I don't like it. All the guards are like, oh, just go, just leave. Um, just leave, please. But then, okay, so now we get to the swamp. So now we can talk about the weird swamp episode. I was so confused by the swamp, and I still am kind of confused by the swamp because I thought that that was going to be like, oh, they're finding the mystical earthbender he needs to find, and that's why they're getting pulled down there. And then they didn't, and then they didn't really explain the weird swamp spirits either. So I was just like, what was this? However, yeah, and got that vision of Toph. But, like, they never really explained it. It was just like... Magical swamp. Okay, then you leave. It was the tree. It was the tree? Yeah, they're all connected. Like, the whole swamp is like a living creature and it's all together. But that didn't explain the visions. Yeah, well, they talked about how 
time is all connected. And so you can see things in the future, your past. And that's why some of them saw future things. Some of them saw past things. That whole episode kind of explains like the Buddhist and other spiritual like philosophies that the show is based on. Uh Is that like everybody is everybody, like a collective conscious kind of thing. Got it. Yeah. And time is like a a construct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then also like the fucking weird swamp people who are like Louisiana swamp people, but they're waterbenders. So cute. Hey, they were strong. They almost captured Appa. They were. They're like my favorite. Little Hicks living in the swamp. Yeah. Yeah. I also love the one swamp dude who is like the caretaker of the swamp. And he, he turned into that big giant like tree golem thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Awesome. By water bending all the water within the plants, I was like, "That is dope. <laughs> that is so cool." Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, I tell you. So after the whole swamp thing, I like that, and like you know, Ang was getting called there, all that. Then everything happens. They move on, and then they get to that uh, place that has the Avatar Day. <laughs> and Dude, I don't time. know why the swamp episode and this one were my least favorite episodes. Because they're filler episodes. Okay, but I didn't mind the hippie love tunnel because it's hippies and (laughs) (laughs) yeah, like this uh, this one especially I think just shows more of like it's like the same it's like the same filler that we got in season one where it's like the two opposing Earth tribes are fighting and then it's like no like don't fight because you guys don't know the story it's the exact same thing it's like oh. Avatar Kyoshi. Oh yeah, that's like, right. When they had kill, to go across the desert, killed this killed this man, and Aang goes back and finds out. No, Avatar Kyoshi created a a chasm essentially to keep this man away from his people, and he wouldn't back away and fell down the the chasm, so he died. But the entire place is like, yeah, we have anti Avatar Day because of this fake story that we heard a hundred years ago. Fake news. Yeah, it's the same kind of deal that we got in season one with that whole dueling tribes being like, "No, you killed this person, and you killed this person." It's almost identical, the same kind of setup. Yeah, like once they started doing the whole Sokka's the investigator thing, I was like, "I'm kind of not watching anymore." Yeah, (laughs) I think that's one of my only notes is that I like. I wish we saw more of like history and lore of the Avatar and like more things kind of based around that. So I actually kind of like this one because I feel like that was one of my notes from the beginning one is like you don't feel the impact of the other Avatars that much. Like I know it was a while ago, but they I feel like they would have like holidays and other random things like that pretty frequently because of that. Mm-hmm. And so seeing this one, I was like, okay, yeah, that's some good world bi- world building. Like, yes, yeah. of course there would be holidays or feasts or celebrations or anti-holidays you know yeah definitely it's a good world builder i also felt like this one kind of um goes on to it to not to get political but it's funny you know this show is you know this is way after the show has come out but like this episode and then some of the like government stuff with earth like when they get to bossing saying stuff like relates so much to how i feel about our government now that i'm just like oh I'm watching this oh, with yeah. whole new eyes now that I'm an adult. Nick <laughs> put that in the notes. He was like, is Bossing say the US? Yeah. There's a lot of shit happening. But this episode too, it's just like we heard this story. We're not gonna we're not gonna believe something different, even if we see it with our own eyes kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Well, that I think those are all trends throughout history. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things that have happened like that. And so it's so easy to write a show like this with just kind of like some of those basic trends that people can relate to in different parts of time. You know, like we can relate mm-hmm. to it, but then like 10 or 15 years, we probably could have related to it. You know, like it's just when you watch it, it's like because those trends repeat themselves. Yeah. That different audiences can really pull away a lot from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's timeless. Yeah. Um, well, then then they have, then they love the Avatar because he saves them after he's supposed to be boiled in a thing of, wa- of oil. So then they don't boil the dough in oil. And it's just raw dough and they yeah. make them eat it and Katara's like, Yay, Avatar! <laughs> funny as shit. But then we get the best episode of all time. We get to see Top, and I love her so much. My it girl Top. Yeah, it reminded me of Love Death Robots, the episode with uh, the girl that fights in the like animal body. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just so badass. I was like, okay. I didn't realize she was blind for like the longest time. And then I was like, oh, that's what they were talking about. The explanation on how she actually sees, it's kind of like Daredevil-esque. Mm-hmm. It's so cool because it's the vibrations through the earth. She then like has like echolocation essentially. And so she's mm-hmm. able to use her earth bending to see. So and she uses, it, she uses it as a lie detector later on, which is even better. I can tell you're lying because your heart rate has increased. It's like, holy shit. Yeah. Crazy. I also, I love that um, she's basically self-taught because you see her earthbending teacher and they're like, just the basics, nothing crazy. And she's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. But she's like, I mean, she ends up becoming the best earthbender in the world eventually. She even overtakes Booby, but she just did the whole shit herself because she's like, no, this is how I see, and I'm going to be the motherfucking best at it. I'm like, yes, I love her. I love self-taught. She's just been, like, tunneling out of her her weird little home to go fight people at night. Mm -hmm. She's also a trust fund kid. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Um, trust fund kid that rejects the trust fund though, which is which makes her even more enjoyable to be mm-hmm. around. Yeah, they they also they make her family so unbearable. Like as far as like being their overprotectiveness, that you're like, oh, I get why Toph's a little bit of a jackass because they're like fuck her family. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's had to pretend yeah. this whole time. But it's crazy. They're like the richest family in the Earth Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has I think that. It's nice though because she has so much love for her family. Like, even though they are unbearable, like she's doing all of this to like keep them happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's true. like you can have family members who you are just the worst, <laughs> you know. But at the same time, it's like it's still my family. Like I want them to be happy. You know. That's yeah. Full sort of. Thing. And it's it's I think they did a good job because they made them unbearable, but they weren't like. They just loved her so much and they were so fearful for her. They did a good job of portraying that because you're like, her parents are fucking wild, but like you can see how much they just love her, you know? So then after after the Toph, after the Toph introduction, we get a little bit more of our emo boy Zuko with Aww. his um, with his childhood, with Azula and Azula being an absolute bitch to him his entire psycho. life. And then he was hotter um, without hair. He's what? He was hotter without hair. He needs to go back to the ponytail vibe. 
And then um, it does get a little a, a little more emotional than you would think, especially for a character like Zuko, because up to this moment, we've been, just been like, you're the emo fire boy. Where um, this one, we see that his childhood wasn't always great, and his sister was a fucking psychopath. And yeah, then, his sister um, was scary. His mom is like, what the fuck is wrong with your sister? Like, I hate her. <laughs> Yeah, she's and, crazy. In this episode, we learn his mom's last words and the announcement that his grandfather died and that his mom suddenly disappears. And it's like that all this shit is just crazy. stacking up on top. And then you start to be like, oh, Zuko, we feel bad for you. You start yeah. to understand why he is so emotionally unstable. Yeah, and it's still confusing. Like, is the way that their grandfather died that like Azula popped out the curtains and was like, we're going to kill him, dad. Like, it's so fucked up. Yeah, there, there's some interesting Fire Nation drama there. Yeah. They're scary. And we, for sure. Yeah, Zula yeah. obviously takes after her father. And yeah. Psychopath. Obviously takes after the mother. Psychopath. Yeah, and in season three, we get a little bit more of that family dynamic. Like, Azula's talking about her mom, and Zuko talking about his mom, and then the Fire Lord talks about what actually happened to the mom, kind of. You don't actually know, but kind of. Like, there's more stuff there, but, like, this is where we get to see it. We're like, oh, shit's fucked. Okay. Shit's fucked. <laughs> and I do, I do love that, like, this is whole, this whole episode is encompassing around, like, Zuko helping out a boy and, like, his family. And by the end of it, he has to be like, yeah, I'm the Fire Prince. And they're like, go fuck yourself. Like, they're immediately, like, it's not like, oh, thank you for helping us. It's like, no. Fuck you. Yeah, like, but it makes sense because he's done such horrible things to the entire world. It's like, yeah, your one little good deed isn't going to make up for it. Yeah, not not even in the slightest. It's it's pretty ridiculous um, mm-hmm. to even consider that to be the case, you know? It's <laughs> like he starts to realize it too, though. He starts to realize like how deep the hate is for the Fire Kingdom in general. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I think probably as a kid, he didn't really realize that. Like, he thought everybody was just trying to conquer everybody. And then he starts to realize, like, being out in the world, especially not having the backing of the Fire Kingdom, like, oh shit, like, everybody hates us. And no one else is trying to be the way that we are. Like, well, that's a huge yeah, realization. They're setting up little power vacuums everywhere where horrible things are happening then. Yeah. And I think yeah. he really starts to feel that more because he starts to get attached to people that aren't part of his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he also, in this one, especially gets to see how bad things are for other people. Because, you know, up to this point, like him and Iroh kind of saw some poor villages and stuff. But they still, like, people had full homes and food to eat and, like, this. But, like, they go to this poor town and these Fire Nation guards are, like, fu- fucking people up. Are the- Was it the Earth Soldiers? Who was they're it? Earth Soldiers. They're oh, Earth Soldiers. Mind. That's right. But they're... So they- he just kind of gets to see what the war has done to people. Like, he sees some of that, like, really hard fallout. You know what I mean? And it's just yeah. like, oh. oh. You understand his more too mm-hmm. for these episodes like you, you're like oh i get why you're the way you are you had you went through all these realizations you're trying to teach zuko now you know mm-hmm. so. yeah very much so yeah um, and we have we have more of the fire nation being ridiculous too mm-hmm. where they're just uh you know just i don't understand and maybe this is just me as an adult there's got to be a smarter way to go about capturing the avatar than just being like, hey, we're just going to send shit after you like forever. 
like this whole episode of the chase where they're like running away on Appa and it's like, okay, maybe be like, okay, we, we know that they're going to go here. Let's cut them off where it's like, no, we're just going to follow Appa's shedding as far as, as far as the eye can see, we're just going to keep following the shedding and we'll get to, we'll get to use at some point. In general, it's like, they just, they're just like, throw all your resources at it until you finally fuck them up and then we move on to the next person mm-hmm. like, they're, just, they're just so dominating they're so like overpowering that they're just like okay I, we can let the prince or the princess over there like chase them for months at a time because we have so much else going on we're trying to conquer so many other places like their resources are just crazy yeah yeah and that was weird because, like, when they first were being chased by that thing, I did not think it was like Fire Nation soldiers. I thought it was something weird or a robot or something crazy. And then you didn't know it was Fire Nation. I didn't. I not when it was like first happening. They're like, "What is that? What is that?" And then finally, you see it, and you're like, "Oh, that's I crazy." Just anything iron is yeah. Fire Nation. Yeah, anything metal, it's it's immediately Fire Nation in my brain. I do also want to bring attention because we see this later too, but the, you really get to see it. How badass of a team May, Tidely, and Azula are. How they can basically yeah. like do the work of, you know, a whole horde of Fire Nation soldiers, and they're like, "No, we got this." And Azula's the only actual firebender. Tidely and yeah. May are just fucking dope. Like I was like, "Good for uh, them." Yeah, I forget that they're not even benders. Yeah. 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 Shit is scary with those three. Shit is scary. Scary. And it only gets scarier the later on we go in this season. It only gets scarier. Mm-hmm. But I do love in this episode that we get some fucking future foreshadowing of everyone working together to fuck up Azula. It made me so happy to see. I was like, yeah. And then da- Daddy Iroh uh, gets no, hurt. I know. Daddy. We also wait. We really quick. We missed the cute, the really cute interaction between Toph and Iroh. But they didn't know who each other were. But they had that thing, and he made tea for her and gave her like Daddy Iroh advice. And I was like, so cute. His advice is so cute every time. It's so good. Um, but yeah, the I, think next- I, I think I even put in the notes like later on Iroh being the dad that we all need or something like that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he always is the dad that we all need always. Yeah. Oh, it's in the tail. It's in the tails episode. Yeah, <laughs> when it was oh. the tail of Toph and the tail of Iroh. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a weird episode. It was uh, cute. Welcome, yeah. to bo- welcome to bottle episodes where it can be very quickly and cheaply done. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the everyone versus Azula fight. Azula's a bad bitch. Like Azula is a bad bitch. Give me the blue fire. <laughs> she does not give up. Even with all those people cornering her, she was still like, it's fine, I got it. Mm-hmm. No stress. Yeah. And she fucked her uncle up. I was like, I don't know. I thought he was gonna die. I was so like when I first watched this episode a long time ago, I was like, <laughs> but he's fine. Yeah, he's no level is like one thousand. Oh yeah. I've been playing The Last of Us 2 right now, and let me tell you, I haven't seen Avatar in a while, so I'm having to rewatch it to, like, catch myself up. I cannot deal with any more trauma in my life, and when (laughs) Avatar is, like, being like, we're gonna maybe kill a main character, I'm like, no, stop it, please don't, I'm gonna cry, please stop. I thought that was the end of Iroh. I was actually very surprised that they were like, no, he's just going to like be fine. Because when Zuko was like, don't touch him, I thought that meant he was going to die. 
Yeah. Fucking, that's like where you just like, ah, Zuko, just grow as a person quicker. Cause you're like, no, let Katara heal him. God damn it. Like, that's your only person in the world, and your fucking stubbornness is getting in the way. Like, hey, by yeah. the way, uh, I'm a waterbender and like waterbenders are known to heal and I have this dope ass water that like is really good water that will probably heal him. No, don't touch him. It's like, okay, dude, whatever. Fuck you. Whatever. <laughs> We're leaving. Yeah, We're leaving. Yeah. So hurt on the inside though, guys. He doesn't know. He's Trauma. Alright, you can take Zuko and Bakugo and go fuck yourself, MZ. <laughs> Just take your little damaged boys and go somewhere else. MC's like, I will though. I will do that. I will I will take my damage boys. I don't need you to tell me what I'm gonna do. It's not my Um So we kinda Iroh ends up being okay for the most part, but he's still healing. And while he's healing, Zuko starts ha- learning how to bend lightning, which is fucking dope. I, and which Azula's already really good at, of course, because Azula's a bad bitch. Um, I want to well, learn no, how I to bend. I don't think lightning. she knows how to do it that way, though, right? She does, but she it. doesn't know how to take it and turn it against somebody else. But she can just bend lightning, like she can just make lightning because she's yeah, a bad yeah. bitch. Yeah, yeah. We're like Iroh's teaching Zuko how to like essentially do like quasi water bending type moves with lightning. Yeah. So like yeah. take her lightning and use it against yeah. her. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. She'll shoot lightning at him and he'll be able to take it and like flow it and then reverse send it. it back. Yeah. The- he'll, he'll put that thing down, flip it and reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did they- you also know that that Missy Elliott song Put that thing down, flip it, and reverse it. That next section is that it is that saying reversed. Yes. yes. <laughs> you put that thing down, flipped it, and reversed it, and then that next line is that line flipped and reversed. DJ Grizzly Reptar bringing you knowledge that we've known since high school. My brain. <laughs> also we get to see teacher toff here which was she's such a bitch i love it she's like no terrible so like, no you're trash <laughs> and then there was, there was the one part where she has the boulder rolling down the hill and ang's like all right i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it and then he jumps over it and she just walks up and just goes perfect stance perfect like structure and you just screwed it up you just (laughs) like if it wasn't a pg nickelodeon show it would have been like you fucked it up you're a pussy you pussied (laughs) out you you can see it on her face every time she thinks that (laughs) i love that katara too is like egg really responds well to positive reinforcement and top's like Okay, I'll try that. <laughs> like, just like, fuck you, Katara. And just immediately continues to be mean. <laughs> She's yeah, like, wow, sure. it's so good that you're such trash. <laughs> like, okay. It's so good that you are a terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> it's um, funny, the two girls, too, their their relationship is really funny. Because, like, they do, like, legit, like, hate each other for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And just, like, clash. But they both want to be there. They both want to participate. So they just kind of let it go. But even later in the season when they bond, they don't really bond. They just sort of bond. Like, it's kind of like, oh, we're family now. We have 
to be. Because <laughs> like, yep. we love the shit out of Aang. Like, I still feel like they're just very much so like, our personalities are the opposite. And in any other life, we would hate each other. Yes. Yeah, I feel but like... Because of our shared experiences, we are now a family. <laughs> I feel like they're those sisters. Like, everybody knows a family like this, that there's a set of sisters or siblings even. It doesn't have to be like, you know, brother or sister. Um that the siblings really would not be friends or ever together, but because they're siblings, they'll get along occasionally, they'll have fun occasionally, and they love the shit out of each other, but they really don't like each other very much. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's not that, like, we're going to hang out together after Aang's gone. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> we're in this together for a while. Mm-hmm. But- yeah, we'll only see each other a little bit after this. <laughs> yeah. And if you ever come to, like, my nation where I live, you'll stay at my house. But we'll probably fight the whole time. But you'll yeah. stay there anyway. <laughs> we'll talk every once in a while to update each other because I care about what's happening in your life. But yeah. don't be around me all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just don't just don't be around me, all right? Yeah. Um, <sighs> moving oh, on. Oh, we're getting to my favorite episode. Is it the owl episode, Hannah? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How did so I know good. it was the owl episode? It was so good. I love the weird owl. Um, I don't know if anybody else played Breath of the Wild, but the the like sand town that they had to go to where they met the archaeologist, okay, it is so much like the Gerudo Desert town in Breath of the Wild. I was I was like, oh my god, but sorry, continue. I this episode was so creative. Yeah, I mean a lot of this episode, I mean, because this was a two-parter originally when it was when it aired, it was a two-part, forty-four minutes special. Uh, a little, a little knowledge there. So yeah. uh, binging it kind of ruins that because they split it for whatever reason. But um, the first half of this episode is some of the most ridiculous shit I have ever seen. Like when it comes <laughs> to like a kids' show, because it's dealing with like philosophy and then like not even philosophy but also like the morality of people like the owl was like no i don't like humans in here anymore because all they want to do is fucking kill each other mm-hmm. and yep. the only reason they come here is to get knowledge to kill each other so i'm not doing that anymore mm-hmm. so you're just like this is this is on nickelodeon okay Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it was no, Nation no comes in and burns like the whole fire nation section of the library too i thought that was so smart to throw that in there because that's exactly what you would do if you were trying to conquer the world you'd be like okay make sure no one can fuck us up mm-hmm. yeah, we, we, don't, do? we don't have weaknesses Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you found this random us. hidden library and burned it yeah that no one else can find it's been a secret now let's go fuck it up because we yeah. have enough people to send in the desert for weeks at a time to find well, a hidden isn't library. That, that's where the general got his information, right? To like about the that, moon and the ocean goddess. Yeah, yeah, to, to kill the yep. moon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that is where. I also like that they added to that the Sokka was like, but we were only doing it because the Fire Nation is killing our people and like other people. And I like that they had the, you know, because he's supposed to be the god of all knowledge. So he's like, you know, he's kind of above, like, worldly concerns in a way, and he's like, yeah, but what's different than you killing them? Like, that is also a very, like, Buddhist, spiritual, Eastern philosophy thing, is that, like, violence in any manner, even if it's defensive, is still violence against a person, you know? And that's a lot of what this show is based on. 
because we're all one. So it's just violence against the self as well as others or whatever, you know? So I was like, I like that they have, like, I like they keep throwing in these like philosophy gems, you know, like throughout the show. And that was it's another consistent good one. too. I feel like every couple of episodes we get another one and you're just like, oh shit, this is teaching children like really deep, meaningful things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I Sokka again for the win. You yeah. know, just pulling through. Best boy. Best boy. I also think this one is so weird because like this whole show, you know, there's like there's reincarnation, there's all these spiritual stuff. There's kind of some like magic, like flying bisons and the bending and stuff, but it doesn't do a whole lot of like like really really out there like magic stuff you know other than just like the actual magical system but even that kind of is very grounded and then all of a sudden they just have this giant fucking owl god and you're like what is happening where the fuck is it he's in a spiritual realm he just exists he's just an owl yeah he just has a giant library in the desert and you're like okay i guess it's essentially it's essentially prismo from adventure time it is prismo out here chilling he super is super random. Just chilling in the middle of the desert. No explanation. <laughs> just a super smart owl. Yeah. Um, like also, if sorry, go it ahead. does hint to like that higher realm, you mm-hmm. know, like, nobody's shocked by it. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing is like it hints to like all these gods and goddesses, like this ultimate world. You know, we see the moon and all this stuff, but nobody like second guesses it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one was like, why is there a giant talking yeah. owl? Like, Sokka's not like, holy shit, these things really exist. Like, what's happening? Nobody, like, this is re- crazy. He's just like, that's an owl. Yep. <laughs> that's, and, uh, like, that's an owl. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't surprise you at all? Like, okay. No, no okay. one's with it. Not, yeah. Everyone just things exist. It's fact throughout the entire world. Yeah. These things exist. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's a kind of a better explanation. Because, like, if that's true, they have UA be the moon goddess, but she's still, like, mysterious and it's a thing. And this one's so, they're just like, no, it's, it's fucking here. And you're like, it's like you said, everybody's like, cool. And you're like, what? It's like, so did you, because it sounded like a myth and a legend. Like, I would be shocked if I actually found the god of knowledge in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Like, and I would expect it glowy or I'd have to, like, meditate to get to it or any of the other things they had to do prior no, to No, you this. just dig them up. He's just buried down there. Yeah, pretty much. Just happy as can be buried in the desert. And you're like, oh, okay. Like other people have been there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, On this note, this is another example of Toph just being a badass. How she's literally holding up the entire fucking tower for the most part. I was like, Toph is also a best girl. (laughs) In the sand. She's holding that shit up and is just like also fighting people at the same time. Like she's like, just stay up for a second and like starts trying to fight them and like goes right back. And it's yeah, that was stressful. Oh yeah. Super stressful. Oh, and then they take Appa and you don't know where he is, and then Aang comes up and is like, oh, oh, so so stress. So stress. <laughs> And so that, that two-parter right there actually sets up the rest of the season, essentially. Because mm-hmm. the rest of the season is, let's go find Appa. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, I didn't even realize that. But yeah, and that is kind of what they're doing the rest of the season. So, I mean, it gets real dark real quick. <laughs> like, the rest of the season is super dark. 
yeah. like explore. We're going to touch on this society. We're going to touch on this one to being like, here's all the fucked up stuff. And you're in it. You're in the city yeah. now living in all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and they, so, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was going to say it, this is also good too, like seeing Aang's reaction to this and how like literally it's like, we have to go find Appa. And that is fucking what Aang is worried about. He's not, you know, he's like, okay, the Fire Lord, but really Appa. Because they've mentioned up to this point, like in the first one, when we first meet Fang, the spirit dragon who was um, Roku's, uh, like, spirit bonded, um, what do they call them? Spirit bonded companions or whatever, you know, the dragon. They mention that, that they're spirit bonded. And Aang's like, oh, like Appa for me. And we learn that Fang stayed alive until Roku died. And then he died with him because that's like how they are, you know, whatever. So we like learn it's a special bond but until this point it kind of did just seem like Appa was Aang's dog in a way like if somebody stole Ava I'd be fucking pissed but Aang is willing to let the world burn until he finds Appa like we learn how strong that spiritual burn is he's like I don't care if everyone else dies I'm gonna find Appa and you're like oh I'm I'm getting I'm getting my flying bison (laughs) yeah I don't give a fuck yeah Yeah. and so we kind of got to see that Mm mm-hmm uh, on a whole side adventure. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's interesting to see, like, because we get the binging ability now, because thank you Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a two-parter, and it was the season. F- it wasn't the season <laughs> finale, but it was the summer finale. Oh no! <laughs> this was July fourteenth, two thousand six. They didn't come back until September. No. no. So kids are like, where is fucking Appa? We need him oh now. Oh my god, that's crazy. Can you imagine the pain that would have caused children? It was essential. It was for sure two months of no Avatar not knowing where Appa was. Just waiting. Good job. That is great marketing. Because this show is emotional. Yeah, like, and then it comes child, back. You would be pulling your hair. You'd be bugging the shit out of your parents every day. Yeah, every day. You'd be like, "Is there? Can you can you go on the internet for me and find out when like the next Mom, part of Avatar is coming, please?" Mom, Mom can you let me is, know. Is it today, Mom? Mom, <laughs> what day is it, Mom? Your parents would be like, "Fuck you, child. Fuck Nickelodeon. I hate this shit." <laughs> and then on September fifteenth, two thousand six. They came back with another two-part episode, 44 minutes, and it's the Serpent's Pass and the Drill. We get the return of not only, and I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. (laughs) Suki is best girl. Best girl. Some would say Katara. Some would say Katara's best girl. Uh, Suki is best girl. Sorry. I think Suki is best girl. Suki is best girl. I I love Katara and she's so sweet and she's kind of supposed to be the Uraraka of this of this uh, show, but even though the show came first. But Suki is just emotionally stable, mentally mature, fucking badass, ready to like let super hot. Yeah, super hot, ready to let Sokka deal with his shit as he's needed. But she's like, I'm here for you and I'm ready for this when you're ready. But like, I'm cool. We'll chill. And I'm like, best girl. Not to mention she's the leader of like a fleet of badass girls. Right? Who can fight in dresses with fans? Like, damn, y'all talented. Like, that is talent. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, they're the hottest fighting force. A hundred percent. But we do get the return of Worst Boy. Gross. We hate him. Jet, leave now. Please get out. It's the end of you and Katara. Zuko's best emo boy, Jet, is worst. Wait, didn't someone say they like liked Jet and we got into like a whole argument about it when he was first introduced? No. I liked Jet at first because he had like this like hot Robin Hood thing going on. They make you think you're gonna love Jet because Jet at first seems amazing. Yeah, he's like Peter Pan, Robin Hood kind of thing with his little Lost Boys. All in one. All in one. He's every single one of those. Yeah, and then he just turns absolutely horrid. And it's sad Mm because Katara and him are a cute little couple for a second there. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. he goes goes from Robin Hood like activist to helping the world to bioterrorist who's just trying to murder people to murder people. He goes from Peter Pan Lost Boys to the 1980s movie Lost Boys and you're like, oh. Oh, Oh, Scary cult leader. Yeah. Yeah. To Donald Sutherland and Lost Boys. We also get the return of the most important character of all time in Avatar. (laughs) Oh no. Cabbage guy. Cabbage guy. My cabbage is. Cabbage man returns and his cart is still broken. (laughs) Poor cabbage guy. You just have an endless supply of cabbage. He's got a great farm. Where does he live that he can't just sell them there? He has to keep moving because he gets fucked up everywhere he goes. (laughs) And you know what, Uh, Hannah? Hannah, this may be the ultimate guy for you because one, he grows vegetables. Two. His farm is so efficient that one, he always has cabbages. Two, he has so many cabbages that he has to continue to travel to sell them because he has so many. He out, he like sells out in every place he's at. So <laughs> he's efficient and he grows vegetables. Damn, sounds and like your dream man, Hannah. Because he's always failing. Yeah. This is great. Definitely my type. There you go, Hannah. <laughs> Yeah, but he's always failing. So yeah, definitely my type. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Six hundred times, it's fine. He would have if you guys were together, he would come home and be like, Hannah, can you fix this? Hannah, help me. Help, 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 help. I don't know where I am. I quote that movie all the time and no one knows what that line is from. It's from Big Daddy when he's running around. He's like, help me, help me. I don't know where I am. She goes, what's your name? Frankenstein. Wait, your name is Frankenstein? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't catch that reference, so thank you for explaining because now I'll know. I'll send you the clip. I'll send you the clip. It's exactly like that. I don't remember. I don't remember. I was so young when I saw Big Daddy. I don't remember any of it. Oh, you need to rewatch it. It's so good. It's so good. So funny. Um, Really quick, going back to Avatar. Do we want to talk about this Serpent's Pass um, like fight thing where they're fighting the monster and they're like Katara's doing some badass shit with ice and Suki non-bender that she is is fucking killing it she just jumps in the water immediately to save Toph and then Toph has that awkward moment where she thinks it's Sokka and she's like oh never mind (laughs) (laughs) there there is a moment there is a moment where I'm like 
I'm sitting there. I'm just like rooting for Toph so much. And then I'm like, but Suki, Suki is for Sokka. Not you, Toph. I'm sorry. I'm so I sorry. Like you man. Sokka. I don't no, like that. That's a weird thing. couple. That, that's not right. No, I no it's, it's not. But I feel bad for Toph because Toph's like, but, but, but my feelings. Yeah, I think they did a good job at making Toph like it's natural for a young girl to whatever like older man that she's around, especially one that's like good to like kind of get feeling like in her feels for him, you know, like because she's she's what she's Aang's age. She's little, you know, kind of still. So I thought they did a really good job with that without making it weird like some animes would, you know, it's like Uh, she has a childhood crush. What'd you say, MC? It. Cut yeah, out. I was like, it's not weird at all. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't. It, they don't make it like pervy or gross or yeah. Like um, but yeah, that was cute, and that was one of the maybe not the first times, but that was one of the first times that it was like that obvious that you're like, oh, Toph has like major feels for Sokka, yeah. not minor, major, major. Yeah. But Suki's a little badass. Katara's doing badass shit with ice, and I was just like, I was like, yes, look at all of our cute benders go do their thing and fight this giant monster. Yeah. All of our favorites are so good in this one. I know. Um, and then let's see. So we have that whole thing. They get, and there's the whole pregnancy. Lady gives birth at the end of it. All of that. Um, but drama, then. We- drama. Drama, drama, but then we get to the Fire Nation drill, which is terrifying, by the way. Which is also crazy that, like, the Fire Nation was having time to do all this other shit, and on the side, they were just casually making a giant drill to go through the wall. (laughs) Right? It just shows how many resources, like, how much resources they have in comparison to everyone else. Because they're like, oh, yeah, this thing? Well, let's pull it out. Let's do this. Let's let's make this to go through this. But we're still going to be taking over the rest of the world. Yeah, and there, I think the interesting thing about them is, like, obviously the Avatar is, you know, destroying their plans, but if he wasn't around, it would have worked perfectly. Like, there is a reason they are taking over the world. Like, their stuff works when they make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does what it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. You know? Because they're stealing it all from that air temple, dude. Yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got the plans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did love that the drill um, that we see Toph and Aang working together on it mm-hmm. like, that's, that was my, cute. that's my favorite part about it yeah um i thought that was good i also like in this episode where you get to see or like this section you get to see that Sokka actually kind of has taken his part as leader even though katara and ang are badass and ang's kind of wisdom and katara's kind of the mom they still look to Sokka because they both look at him and he's like, why are you looking at me? They're like, you're the plan guy. And he's so goofy, even though he has come up with all the plans to now, you thought that was just him trying to come up with the plans. And you're like, actually, no, he really is the only one that ever comes up with the plans, though. So the only like one. I said, he uses his little brains in the best way. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the moment I've been waiting for. This entire podcast. <laughs> oh, oh no! So oh, I no. can go. I can go all the way in. <laughs> oh no! 
What is it? We get introduced to Bossing Say. Oh, and uh, Ju- uh, Judy. Or, Judy. Or, Judy. Or, should, or should I say the United States, States of America? America. <laughs> because God damn it, is there xenophobia? Is there a class system? Is there fucking shitting on the poor to feed the rich? Is there information withholding because it, it actually helps the nation keep the status quo? They said verbatim, we withhold information to keep earth nation people from panicking are you fucking kidding me like i was sitting there i was like yeah this sounds a lot like uh you know 2020 and yeah, familiar, anyone? a little <laughs> a little thing like known as COVID 19 test less there will be less cases test, oh, okay. test less there'll be less cases let me tell you and they um, build a wall they did yeah. in fact build a wall we could do a whole podcast about the the similarities between was it Bossing Say in the United States? Like we could do like a side by side breakdown. <laughs> yeah, you really, you really could. Because not only yeah. is there's also propaganda brainwashing that's going on. That's going Maybe on. Maybe we should do Boxing that for one of our thirty minute Patreon. I'm in yeah. for it. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. Would that be fun? Yeah. I will find I will find all the references to 1984 and to to fucking the United States as a whole. The brainwashing part it. was scary. The brainwashing part it was unexpected. I was like, oh what? They have a random weird like machine that brainwashes people? That's scary as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Joe like Joe D was already scary. And then when the new Jody shows up and they're like, You're not Jody. And she's like, What do you mean? I'm Jody. And you're just like, Oh, fuck. Like, it, I feel like the whole thing was already super dark and that, that just took it one level darker. You're like, Oh, yeah. that's where it we're is going. Nice that they present all of these things in a way that, like, kids would enjoy the show, adults would enjoy the show. Like, it's really dark in a really light way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, he has a dancing so bear. Yeah, and it's like the costumes are all bright and cheerful and beautiful and lovely, you know, but then it's like this really dark themes underneath all of that. And so it's like, kids can watch it and maybe not digest all of it fully, but if you're an adult watching it, you're like, oh, shit, layered. <laughs> you know layered. what I mean? Like, yeah. like, this is crazy. Well, it was it was also one of the things I like laughed about because it's like and Childish Gambino has a song called This is America, where it's like (laughs) if you haven't heard it, you've been living under a rock. But the whole gist of it is like distractions of the disenfranchising of minorities and everything in America, but then also enjoying their culture and loving them. And it was kind of the same kind of deal here where it's like. Hey, look, it's a bear. Everything's a bear. Like, look at the cute little bear. And then it's like, yeah, but fuck you. We're withholding information from you. We're keeping you in, like, the gutters. And we're stealing all the money. So go fuck yourself. (laughs) It's like, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. But look look at the bear. (laughs) Bears. Yeah. It's this, which is why I fucking hate the king. I fucking hate all of earth nation these guys fucking suck they don't care about anything they're i mean it was wild to me too that this whole thing like and as they continue on with the show too like 
you find out that the king not only is just like being kept in the dark, but is just like a complete idiot. And like he has yeah. been kept in the dark literally his entire life. Like this has been going on for generations now. That is yeah, crazy. He has no idea what they going could on. they could have just re-released this in 2020 and instead just made sure that the buffoon king said like bigly or huge <laughs> or like any any like dumb word like that, and we've been like Ha, we know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> you know who that is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Watching this. I mean, I even watched this before some of the more recent events that have happened too. And even then I was like, Ooh, and then more, more recent events happened. I'm like, double. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however, yeah, it's like, it's like you said, it's, it's so good though. Like the tone is so good. The writing for it's so good. Um, kid, kid or adult, you know, I enjoy it the same. You just get to see different layers when you're an adult, you know? Yeah. It's hard to do that. I feel like, I feel like you have to really know your stuff as a writer to be able to do that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, to, like, make it enjoyable for both parties. Yeah. That's why I wish more adults would watch cartoons um, or animated series in any way. Because, I mean, Rock and I love animation of all kind, not just, you know, like, anime genre. And so we watch cartoons all the time. And so many cartoons, even, like, really kid, quote-unquote-like ones, have so many adult overtones. But so many adults our age are just like, no, cartoons are for kids and will not watch it. And I'm like, this is some of the best writing in Hollywood right now because they write for kids, but it's some dark shit. You know what I mean? At the same time. Anything from uh, anything from Penn Ward, anything, mm-hmm. anything that's on uh, Cartoon Network, pretty much that has a certain art style, you'll know it because it's all from the same, like, branch tree all the way down and you're just like oh yeah that you'll find your deep your deep 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 meaning uh cartoons that way people forget that cartoons are written by adults yeah exactly yeah. Like, don't write cartoons adults write cartoons one of yeah. my favorite examples of that and i won't go too far into it is the new teen titans go people want to hate it so much because they love the old one and this one's like goofy and for kids so much of it like there's a whole theme about college debt like it's written by people our age for people our age they just also throw like goofy uh like um oh my god goofy slapstick shit and fart jokes and sometimes you know what i mean it's just like if you just give it a chance you would see (laughs) true so after after our whole uh this is america moment of Avatar. Yeah, um, we get this weird filler slash cute episode. I love this episode. This is my favorite episode. The Tales of Really? Episode. This is my favorite episode of the entire season. It was so random. Yeah. It was. I, I, absolutely, I absolutely love it because it's it plants seeds in the right ways for a lot of this series. Like the tale of Toph and Katara, you see Toph and Katara bonding and mm-hmm. all of that. Sh- and you get character stuff for Toph where she's like, yeah, I'm blind. So I don't really have to like worry about what I look like, but I'm still a young I, girl. So I do I'm worry still, about, <laughs> I still want to like look nice, but yeah. I don't know what I look like. So I don't really worry about what I look like. So that was great. 
And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the best one for last. And then you have the Aang one where he's helping he people out. It's so he cute. I put in the notes too. I put, did I do it correctly too? I think I put like Aang builds a zoo. Ah, oh, yeah. yes, a zoo. Aang I was gonna say Aang build. I was gonna say Aang builds a zoo because you know we made a zoo or the fucking movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Aang doing his whole like I'm the Avatar. I'm gonna help everyone. And then um, Sokka just being best boy. Best and boy. Ending up, ending up in a poetry <laughs> all girls poetry club. And owning for a minute and then failing. <laughs> the best is he slam, slams through the door, does a rhyme that he doesn't even realize he's rhyming, and they're like, 575. It's a haiku. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? And it's like, all right, dude. Like, this is the end. most soccer uh, thing. Get out. Yeah, this is the most soccer thing of all time. And then, um, MZ. Do you want do you want to take the lead on the Zuko tale or uh, I'm so jealous she got to go on a date with Zuko. She was so cute. He was so sweet on the date. It made my heart melt with him lighting the lanterns and everything. I died of happiness. When I was <laughs> watching this and he goes I feel bad that he disappears after this cuz I wanted them to be together. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great though when I was watching this. And he goes, and I I remember the line exactly. He goes, close your eyes and don't peek. I was like, MZ is on her couch, just <laughs> blushing with like her hands underneath her cheeks. Like just, yeah. oh my God. Like he's the best. I also, that is one where, you know, like this date's obviously cute. She obviously thinks Zuko's still cute, but he's been so awkward and weird this whole time. Super like quiet about where he's from. And then he's like, close your eyes and don't peek. And then immediately the entire thing is lit with fire. I was like, okay. She's got to know. She has to know. (laughs) He had a match in his pocket. He's just really quick and ran around. (laughs) I do like the fact that I feel like we finally get to see a softer side to him because, like, we know he has the softer side from his backstory with his mom. Like, we see it. He was, like, raised by his mom. She was a very nice, normal person, even though she was part of Fire Nation. And I, I think it's nice because Fire Nation is so overbearing, but in reality, there are just normal people that live within the Fire Nation. Like, there's just normal firebenders who are just yeah. regular people who aren't awful, wicked humans. You know, and we just, we really forget that because the only time we see them is they're attacking the Avatar, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And so it just reminds us that, like, Zuko, could, there could be a... The last Avatar was a firebender. You know, like, they're good people, too, and Zuko yeah. can be a good person. You know, like, he can be sweet and romantic and, you know, have a cute little blushy time on his date. Like, it's it's all normal, Gosh. and we just forget that. Yeah, you know? exactly. I loved it. It made I, me so happy. So, this, this last two... I'm going to save the one that we're probably going to talk about more for last. Um, but we also get the tale of Momo. And this is Momo going through uh Sing Se. And he's like, I'm going to look for Appa. And he's just yeah. fucking around looking for Appa and succeeds. 
Like he just finds yeah. Appa and it's like, okay, all right, that leads us into the next episode, I guess. Um, I love Momo so much. First of all, Momo, the fact that Momo misses Appa and goes to look for him melts my heart to the point I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. Like, yeah, two so animals cute. who love each other, like, I cannot think of anything better in this nope. world. And Momo was just sitting in the middle of the footprint crying. I was like, oh, no. I feel <laughs> Speaking speaking of crying, <laughs> last no. last, but, last but certainly not least, we have the tale of Iro. and this hits so much harder when you start to do research on it, and that's where it actually it, well, it didn't hit me when I was watching it. It hit mm. me when I was doing the research on it. So the tale of Iro happens where uh, Iro is just interacting with people, doing small kindnesses. Uh, around the city, helping a robber be like, "Hey, dude, your stance is kind of shit. Here's right. how. Here's how you can actually rob some people. Let me help you. Yeah, you know. Um, but then he ventures out of the city, and he finds a place because that day is the birthday of his son, mm-hmm. who was killed oh, at the that. siege of Bossing Say many years previous, and so Iroh kneels before a portrait of his son and sings the song "Leaves from the Vine." Which you guys will be very happy. I'm currently attempting to learn on my kalimba. Yeah, it is a kalimba. It is a kalimba song. Yeah, um, and that is a folk song about a young soldier, young soldier returning home, and he's singing this. Now, when you do the research, it hits so much harder because at the end of the episode, or at the end of the tale of Iro, you see that it's. Uh, dedicated to Mako. Now, Mako Iwamatsu is the voice actor of Iroh. He died seven days after Chapter 10 Chapter 11 aired. What? <laughs> so, they dedicated this tale to him. It hit so much harder at that moment. I was like, so you have this moment with Iroh where he's singing a folk song to the memory of his fucking dead child. And they dedicate it to the voice actor who passed away. It's so month, sad. Two, mo- two months earlier. No. Uh, wait, how did they find another voice actor to do his voice? I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure for season two, it's all of him. Um, because of, you know, lead times. But... Mm-hmm. Um, the voice actor who followed him in other Avatar stuff and like some of season three and stuff, that voice actor actually does the voice actor who died, the voice actor who followed him does a lot of his characters. Like he, I think he went on to do Aku in Samurai Jack, the new one. Like he has that voice down so well that it sounds exactly like him. So he took over a lot of his roles. Gotcha. That makes sense because I was like, "Wow, I didn't even notice." Yeah, yeah it's a, it says right here, um, Mako Iwamatsu, who vo- voiced Iro, died from throat cancer after production was completed on season two. He was re- replaced by Greg Baldwin for the following season and The Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. Wow! Imagine being a voice actor dying of throat cancer. What a weird so thing. Sad. So insane. Yeah. Oh, but well, yeah. to Uncle Iroh. To Uncle Iroh. To, to Uncle Iroh. That was sad. That was the sad boy Nick corner of the episode. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. 
but yeah, that was sad. And he was like telling the robber how to like make his life better so he doesn't have to rob because he can understand that all people, because he used to do bad things, but then the death of his son taught him to be a good person. And I was like, oh. So good. So good. Iroh is actually the true through line of this entire show, but he yeah. really is. That's, really that's, is. that's that's a that's a story for a different day. That's crazy. Really- okay, on to the Appa episode because it was cute. The sad but cute but sad Appa. I was angry throughout the. I was like, don't treat my boy that way. I was but so Appa was mad. brilliant. Like in the end, he ends up getting so much. Like, how did he know to go back to that temple? And like, mm-hmm. man, smart bison. I loved when Suki found him mm-hmm. and the girls like helped him. Mm-hmm. That was like the redeeming part of that. I was just like, okay, a break where someone good finds him. Yeah. Like, okay, thank God. So cute. She's like, it's me. Here, eat this little This makes her even more best girl. Best you know? girl. Yeah. Suki is best girl. And no one even knows that like Appa had this whole adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one knows um, that all this went on except for Appa, which is why Appa's like, yo, I'm angry as fuck. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm big mad at all these people. They also, I like that they had moments where you could see, because we kind of saw that, um, Don't hit your head. even following the Aang storyline, we kind of saw where we're like, oh, Appa must have just been here at some point, but now he's gone. Because, you know, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I heard of the flying bison, whatever. But seeing Appa's story and seeing how close they were, how often infuriating, like how he saw Aang's giant like sand mushroom cloud, like, you know, it's just like over a few dudes. And I just kept being like, no, find him. He's sad. Yeah, that was so sad. Yeah, hurt my heart so bad. To uh, To also add to the research that I've done. This episode, oh, no. one no, no, it's not going to be as sad as as last time. <laughs> yeah, um, I, like, I can't anymore. Take Keep it, it to yourself. This episode won a Humane Society Award for its portrayal <laughs> of mistreatment of animals. Oh, that's wow! Cool. I was going to say this this episode went deep with like circuses and how fucked up circuses are. Yeah, yeah. You never really realized <laughs> that as a kid, like yeah, especially like as someone who grew up. In Southern California, let me tell you guys, SeaWorld was a big deal. And you would go to SeaWorld and do the whole SeaWorld thing. And you'd be like, this is so great. I'm seeing Shamu. And then, like, you grow up and you watch a movie called Blackfish. And you're like, oh, I'm fucking garbage. I'm a terrible person. I should have never done that. Which is why SeaWorld is now, like, rides and no longer animal attractions. And it's like... They were treating animals like shit and like zoos and a lot of these places are pretty terrible to animals. Yeah, it does bring a lot back like that because like I kind of have the same experience with we had a circus that would come to town in Springfield and they would perform like like the Shriner Stadium in Springfield. And honestly, it was like one of the most magical experiences of my entire life, like, growing up. Because you go and, like, in Springfield, you don't exactly, like, get to be next to elephants every day or anything. Like, it's a small town in Missouri, you know? Um, And so really just thinking about it, though, like, watching the circus acts and, like, being a child, like, we would sit there and eat cotton candy and eat peanuts and watch us, you know, the animals do all these tricks and all this really beautiful stuff. And 
then you watch episodes like this as an adult and you're just like, oh my God. Like, I understand why they're allowed to continue doing things like that because people do love it so much. Yeah. You know, if it brings like all those emotions to people, like how beautiful and amazing and magical it is, of course they're going to be allowed to keep going. Like, they can hide all of their crazy shit. Yeah. People don't even realize, you know? And they don't want to realize. You know, people don't want to think about that. They're like, no, this is something that made me so happy. Like, how could it possibly be bad? How could anyone possibly be being hurt by this? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And and you're just in such amazement in the animals. You're like, I'm sure the trainers love them. I'm sure they take good care of them. It's like, yeah, because you would love them because you love them watching them do all these amazing things. You're just like, they touch your heart. Like, how could they not be loved? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I never really had these experiences. I haven't been to any of those types of places. The only circus I've been to is like Cirque du Soleil. So I always just kind of assumed that places like that were messed up from watching movies like, um, mm-hmm. oh, Dumbo or like something. I was always like, oh, sad animals in sad places. Yeah. yeah. If you actually go to like a circus, like one of the ones that do like have the elephants and all these, tr- you know, things doing tricks and you know, trapeze artists and all that stuff. Like, it's really magical. It's kind of like watching, like, an old 20s movie when they show the circus. Like, it really mm-hmm. does feel like that, where you go into, like, the big tent, and you all sit around, and it's dark, and they do mm-hmm. all these amazing things, and it's... They hide all the scary, the scary sad shit really well. Yeah. yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like that at all when you go see it. Um, we used to go to the circus, too, in my small-ass town, because there was never anything else to do. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, a big every i don't remember it was like every year every other year or something like that but yeah it was really fun and now it's sad not austin by the way i'm sure my listener the listeners our listeners are confused because i'm always like yeah my hometown i'm originally from a really small town then i moved to austin then i split time so when i say my podunk town i'm not talking about austin i realize austin's (laughs) a big town (laughs) don't come at me that would be funny um okay but then so uh, we get to Jet versus Katara and the brainwashing. Oh, the brainwashing. Yeah. <laughs> and, it got so much darker. Yeah. So dark. So quick. I mean, this episode has a lot of revelations because mm-hmm. we get the brainwashing. We get Jet versus Katara. And then we also get Zuko just all of a sudden being best boy for whatever reason. But we get Zuko being best boy for whatever reason because he just comes out and is like, hey, I, f- I found uh, I found Appa. I'm going to release him. All right, we're, we're out of here. And it's like, excuse me? Yeah. Like that was that was quick and it all has to deal with Iroh. Being like, hey, you should stop being such a little dickhead all the time. Um, and he did for like five minutes. Yeah, because he released Appa. So. Yeah, this is kind yeah, of where he's you- starting the journey. Yeah, you know, he's starting his good his good boy journey. Yeah, and then he starts throwing up from all the niceness. <laughs> he does. He goes through a full fledged <laughs> painful experience because he was nice. Mm-hmm. But so he did a good thing. He gave it up. The whole fight with the Dai Li master or whatever, where they go and they get up, up and then um, fucking Jet dying. I was like, oh my god, that was unexpected. I was like, this is the first time we're seeing like a death of a character that kind of developed for us. See, I knew, I knew as an adult, this was the only route to go. As a kid, I was like, why you kill Jet? Come on now. But as an adult, I'm like. If you don't kill Jet, 
Katara and Aang can never be together. Because it's always Jet. It's always Jet on the outside. And then you have that love triangle thing. So you have to murk him. You just have to kill him. You just have to do it. So then Aang is uninterrupted. Katara's uninterrupted. There's no exteriors. It's just and then we throw Zuko in there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they were getting close for a second there, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, Katara, can we can we say Katara is a little boy crazy? Can we say that? So boy crazy. She kind of has a type too. Yeah, she does. And Aang Uh, is not it. Is Katara? Is Katara Tina from Bob's Burgers? She's just like, mm, boy. <laughs> a less awkward Katina from Bob's Burgers. Katara, Katara has the male version of, of my type, where it's, you're going to fuck my life up. Yeah. 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 Oh, she loves a bad boy. Yeah. She is, that, she is the male equivalent of my type. It's, yeah. you're going to ruin my life. I'm all on board. Let's do it. Yeah. I, mean, I get it. I'm literally dating all for one. So like, that's fair. It happens. It happens. That's fair. It's, it's good times. <laughs> true. <laughs> you know, on that, that's a that's a good spot. Let's keep going. That's true. <laughs> um, God, but, damn it, uh, God damn it, Kevin! I killed Nick. I lost. <laughs> um. So convincing the king. Do we want to go on from that? Man. Uh, like, I think I've hit. I think I've hit that enough that the king's yeah. a fucking moron. Yeah. Wait, is this the part where Aang finally goes and and talks to the 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 random monk that stayed at the air temple? We're getting yeah. there. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really, balancing his chakras. He was have to settle hundred years. Yeah, we have to settle everything with the bossing say and then. Yeah. So did I'm trying to remember? Did they storm the palace? Before they went to save Appa or after? So after. So they get Appa and then yeah. they break into the palace. Right. They convince mm-hmm. the king like, hey, Earth, the Earth Nation is encroaching on your land. And he's like, nah, Fire, everything's Fire chill. Nation. Fire Nation, sorry. Yeah, no, uh, everything's chill. Everything's chill. And then the king's like, nah. They have to prove it. Like, come on. And Not then like a picture. the drill is still there. Yeah. <laughs> and what what is that fucking asshole's name? Um, oh, the, the head of the Dai Li. Mm-hmm. Long, Long Fang. Long Fang. Long Fang. He's, he's like, no, that's just uh, that's just the thing that we're using to build better parts of the wall. And it's like, so why does it have the fire insignia on it? Well, you know, we can't get anything from here. We have to import it, of course. Yeah, we import it, obviously. Like, Jesus Christ, guys. <laughs> Can we? Hey, it almost worked. That king was dumb. I mean, honestly, I think in the real world, it would have worked. It would have. Yeah. You know, the king is like trusted him for such a long time. Why would he stop now? Yeah. He's got a great life. He's got a bear. Yeah. A He's got a bear. Got a bear. You know. <laughs> he does have a good life. That bear is so cute too. Oh my god. Um, I'm surprised, however, that all the like the, he has like this whole set of generals. Like, what what are they that? the inner five or whatever, the Earth King. I'm surprised no one took him aside and was like, listen. Yeah. Fucked up. Like, Same. let's help. Well, the Dai Li probably threatened to murder their families. I know, but still, I'm, I'm just surprised there wasn't one whistleblower. That's you know, true. Being yeah. like, hey, there's a huge war and it's getting real close to home. Well, maybe they don't even know. I think the whole point was that they did know. I felt like nobody knew they were intercepting all news of it. I mean, maybe. Yeah. That is wild. Um, 
I had another favorite Toph moment from when they were storming the castle. They went and all of the Earth soldiers were coming down those huge, super steep oh, stairs, and she just yeah. fucking makes it a fucking steep, flat, s- yeah. smooth, flat surface, and then she lifts them up with a huge... I was like, top is best bitch. Like, best bitch. Right. Not best girl. Yeah, best bitch. <laughs> that was so good. I was no, like, damn. She came into her power. I'm like, not gonna what? lie. The video game player in me had massive anxiety on this. Because, like... <laughs> Do you guys remember um, Mario 64? Mm-hmm. So you had the infinite staircase. Oh, but then, you also, then you also had a staircase that when you ran up it, it went away and you slid all the way down it. Oh, yeah, 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 I yeah. completely yeah. forgot about that until you just said that. And that made so much stress in my body all at once. Right? <laughs> so you had, you had the infinite staircase that you can never go up unless you finish a certain <laughs> section. And then you had the staircase. I think it was in yeah. the pyramid level where like you would run up the staircase and then it would go to like a sheer wall and you'd slide down it. Oh my god, I forgot about that. When that happened in this episode, like all the inner like anxiety of video games in me was like, I hate this. I hate this so much. Stop, <laughs> I hate you so much right now. But it was so good. So good. <laughs> oh, I love her so much. Sorry, every time she does something super badass, I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. We need to make a note <laughs> right no, here. Yeah, we need to acknowledge, acknowledge the amazing. Yeah. Um... Okay, then we get to the the cute guru who I love so much. Oh, he's so precious. I also loved when he, like, Appa came to him and was super, and he was just like, okay. And he just laid there for, like, 12 fucking hours not moving so that Appa would feel safe. I was like, so cute. (laughs) That was wild because I was like, wait, they went to that air temple, I thought. But I guess not. No, that was one they hadn't been to. Sitting there for 100 years waiting. Or, yeah, yeah, man's man's had a long time. He was just like, "Yo, we're gonna balance out these chakras." Yeah, the universe told him the avatar is coming, and he was ready to answer the call. <laughs> and then Aang gets there. They do great. They do great. They do great. And then Aang's like, "No, just kidding. I'm leaving now before we finish." Like that dude's been waiting for such a long time to help you. Like, right? Disrespectful. Can you imagine? And it's all for Katara, which is like cute, but you just want to be like, hang, you fucking dumb pubescent boy. <laughs> God damn. I just don't really like Aang and Katara together. No. They're it just doesn't favorite. do it for me. No, me neither. But this episode was great. This guru taught Aang a ton of shit real quick. Like, they worked through some trauma. They worked through some, like, I mean, they almost had Aang at enlightenment and, like, a few weeks. <laughs> well, I like the way that it's a really nice way to explain the chakras too. Yeah, yeah it was like the way that like they went through all of it with like the you know the stream and blocking the stream and then what each one does and how you open it. Like that's all right. Like that's pretty accurate actually. Like the way that they do it. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's such a beautiful way to think of that for kids. You know, Wait, like was it this episode or the episode before where you find out Azula and her people are disguised as Kyoshi warriors in, in uh, the it's city? This one. Oh, yeah, it's before they leave. We find that out because we see it right as they go on their adventure. Okay, yeah. so okay, so we missed that. But, then, uh, okay, go back to the yeah. guru now. But, yeah. They get everything set up with Bossing Zay. Everything's good to go. And then they're like, oh, the warriors are here. And they're like, oh, those are our friends. And then they all leave except Ends for Katara. Yeah. yeah. 
That fucking Trixie bitch. Kidding you. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure that we hit on that. Yeah, no. That's not Fire Nation is so smart. Fire Nation. Look at those smart girls. Very Trixie. If Azula didn't lose her shit, well, we'll get there. Never mind. Ignore that. Ignore that. (laughs) (laughs) Just if May and Azula were lesbians, it would have ended different. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. And we'll talk more on that in season three. But no, yeah, it's good. And then so, um, you know, the whole episode with the guru, it's like, like you guys said, like, it's a really beautiful way to balance, but it is kind of a self, in a way, kind of a self-contained episode, even though we touch on it a few times more. Um, Mm -hmm. But then Katara discovers Iroh and Zuko. They're there. And it sucks because, like, you know why they don't like Zuko. But, like, Zuko's finally kind of just starting to be happy with the tea and Uncle Iroh finally has his, like, high-end tea shop, and it's so cute. And then you're like, oh, I know. They don't know. It was so sad. They ruined well, everything. Zuko goes through his traumatic, like, I did something nice. Now my whole inner, tom- like, battle, I have a little war going on with myself. He comes out of it, and he's so sweet afterwards. So sweet. So pleased to just be helping his uncle with the tea shop. And I'm just like... I mean, it feels so fake at the same time, though, because you know it's, like, not that easy, but it's so nice to see him just chill for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that whenever you go through something really hard or you realize that you've really messed up and that can be equally traumatizing to deal with sometimes, you know, even though people Mm -hmm. don't want to give people that, you know, it's like you do kind of have this moment where you're like, oh, I made peace with it. I'm fucking fine. It's like, no, you're not. Not yet, bitch. It's coming for you again. (laughs) Look at you work on yourself trying. Yeah, that's what this is. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, so do we want to talk about, like, Katara's captured and her and Zuko Mm -hmm. and all the things Yeah, we kind of touched on that earlier, how, like, yeah, her and Zuko have that weird connection. Mm -hmm. Because both their mothers died. They had a oh. Martha, they had a Martha moment like Batman versus Superman. I fucking <laughs> don't ever bring that up ever fucking again. You know what? what you know it? what? While I have this, I'm gonna get on my soapbox. You fucking oh, DC, no. you fucking DC comic nerds think Zack Snyder's gonna save the Justice League. This is the same fucking guy who made a fucking entire movie on a punchline that was your mom is named the same name as my mom. Are you fucking kidding me, you morons? I am fucking tired of it. Shut the fuck up. You got what you wanted, but it's still going to be trash. That Justice League movie is going to be fucking garbage. Sign up for your HBO Max or whatever the fuck you want to do and just shut the fuck up already. Okay, continue. Sorry. 100% agree. The only good thing DC does is their animated series. Let's go. <laughs> I'm uh, tired of seeing it on my timeline. I'm just so, just so tired of, of it. Don't worry about it, Hannah. Yeah, it's not worth it. <laughs> I just had to get on my soapbox real quick. Don't worry. Um... Azula comes in and she manipulates Zuko so quick. That's how you know that he hasn't actually done the work. Because she's like, oh, are you sure you don't want to be forgiven? And Zuko's like, okay, I'll kill these people. She says one thing and he's like, all right, peace out. (laughs) Twist my arm. Like the fucked up part of his life is his family. Like the closest thing, the thing you love the most in the entire world, that's the fucked up part of his life. It's not like he has a fucked up girlfriend or like he did something really fucked up over there. Not like his family is the trauma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, of course, he's going to like snap back into it. Like that makes so much sense that he would do that. I mean, it's like it's par for the course for abusive relationships. 
that's how yeah. that works. But the whole time you're watching it, you're like, maybe? Is he okay? Maybe he's going to turn on Azula? Oh, no, nope. he's just in it. Nope. Nope. He's just nah, in the he's bed. He's good. He wants it. He, he... But Even I, though he I learned do the water have bending. to say, him firebending is so hot. He is so good at it, and it's so cool, and I want it so bad. <laughs> Like that, I want that power more than anything. Oh my so- god! And can we talk about how Toph? Oh my god! Is the best. Yeah. Wait, what does she do? I forget. She breaks out of a metal fucking jail because there's impurities in the metal. That's just oh, actual that's right. Earth. I forgot that happened. So mm-hmm. She just rips Break it open. Out. She learns. First- earthbender to ever bend metal yeah she learns how to bend metal because yeah because there's like iron and shit which is also a, a natural mi- like mineral and stuff and so she's like yeah fuck let's she go. is the strongest like i do love her. as soon as she does that too she um i was trying to remember when that was if that was here or when it was but i do love that after she does that she's like so fucking excited she's like i am the best earthbender in the world i'm like yeah you are You're bitch. Like, yes, bitch. Yes, yes, you are. yes you are <laughs> hype yourself up bitch hype yourself up yes please yeah, that's so also powerful yeah that's kind of like when muhammad ali was like the most arrogant you're like but you were the best at that time, so like, fuck yeah, be fucking yeah. arrogant. Yeah, that's about <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Muhammad yeah. Ali, you can, you can do that. You yeah, right. same with Toph. She's like, I bet metal. No one's ever done that. I'm literally the best in the world. And you're like, yeah, bitch, you are. Go yeah, you got it. that. You <laughs> got that. For her, like wholeheartedly, and you're like, yep, have that confidence. Yeah. I want you to have it. Yeah, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. the, when she traps the people that were after her, her old instructor and then that old um, fight club owner or whatever, when she traps them in the metal case and then in the other episode that we passed where uh, Sokka gets stuck in the rock in the episode where she's training him how to earthbend, training on. Mm -hmm. Those two made my claustrophobia, like my hands started sweating. I was like, oh no, oh no, I can't. Anytime, Anytime she pancakes anyone in earth, I'm like, how are they not dead, one? And two, too close. You're too close, man. You're too cl- you're too close. Everything yeah. is too close. I don't like it. I still look so painful. Yeah, my inner anxiety is like, no, no, no. They can't even move their arms. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't handle it. Metal box is an actual nightmare to me. Yeah, I can't imagine, guys. I don't think I have claustrophobia. Oh, yeah, okay. you would know. You would None know. Of these situations made me uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't even have claustrophobia, but that is still like so uncomfortable. Anything where I can't move my limbs, like if I'm in a smallish space, but I can move around, fine. If I can't move my limbs around, nope, I'm out. I can't like make. I want to vomit. Gag me with a spoon. I can't do it. <laughs> it's definitely not so- great, but it's also kind of like being inside of like a little little sleeping bag. <laughs> Hannah has zero claustrophobia. <laughs> so we learned today that Hannah has no claustrophobia. Not on her list of fears. <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, no. The chakras, though, I don't know if we talked about this, where we did. The, man, oh. the man is telling <laughs> Aang that he needs to give up Katara. Mm. He's not okay with it. I was not okay. I was like, excuse me. I was kind of okay with it, to be honest. I was like, I felt like yeah, yeah, he should have just been like, like, yeah. She doesn't like you like that anyway. Go be yet. powerful. She doesn't like her. you like that yet. Excuse he me. Totally wants to 
a tall, dark, and handsome little bad boy, not sweet yeah. little baby Aang. He needs a sweet little baby girl to go with him. I would not have been mad if at that point in the series they were no longer an item and she found her own dude. Yeah. She just don't know what she wants yet, all right, guys? She just doesn't know what she wants. Or what she will ever want, so. True. We'll Very true. She's also yeah, but yeah, that was that was that, and then also, I mean, that comes back around in this big fight with Azula versus Katara, Aang and Zuko, and versus Zuko. You know, Aang's about to go into the Avatar state, and he's like getting close, but then there's like Katara there, and it's like weird, and then Azula zaps him, and Aang pretty much died in the Avatar state, so shit's mm-hmm. fucked, and you're like, oh no, oh no, the that Avatar's was really crazy. It feels like every time he's going into the Avatar state, there's like a momentary second where like he's so vulnerable. And I'm like, that's a huge like loophole and like problem for the Avatar. If when you're going into the Avatar state, like you're completely vulnerable and people can just fuck you up because you're having to like charge up to it mm-hmm. for like a minute. We mm-hmm. have found the flaw in the Avatar state. Yeah, yeah, that's a major flaw. Well, and I like that Azula is the one to take advantage of it because I do feel like that's a problem in a lot of animes. Like, oh, I'm going to charge for 20 minutes mm-hmm. and you're going to sit there and stare at me while I'm charging. I'm glad that in this show they actually had a character that was like, <laughs> Dragon Ball. Yeah. <clears throat> right? Yeah, yeah. she's like, I don't care how powerful you are. Yeah, you're not like, doing no, shit no, right no, now. No, fuck you, zap. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like there yeah. wasn't that time of like charging. Yeah. So. She seems like the character to do that. Yeah. And I mean, that is Azula too is like they talk about how Zula is a prodigy and I like that they continue on and they're not like, Oh, Zuko's almost as good, but Azula is slightly better. Like Azula is a prodigy. Like she strategy, she can lead. She's like fucking ruthless. She can lead armies. And she's also like the best firebender. You know what I mean? Other yeah, than her dad. She, she knows how to talk to people. Like her fire. Yeah. Her firebending is like immediately just lightning every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a reason she's, like, my favorite. Yeah. Lightning or fire that's so hot, it's blue, which you never see anywhere else. And you're like, Jesus Christ, this bitch is crazy. And she's good. It's like, she she would be the one to take advantage of any single second that happened. Because she is kind of that general, that natural general mindset. You know what I mean? Well, there's a lot of characters like Zuko or something who'd be like, I'm going to fight you at your best. Like, go ahead and charge up. I can take you. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I want this to be over so that I can go on and do my next thing. Efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. Efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. But then, Daddy Iroh. Daddy Iroh. Daddy Iroh. Yes. The dad we all need. Best dad. I love him so much. <laughs> he's so sweet. Yeah, uh, he saves. It. He essentially saves the day and almost dies for it. He does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, I do like that we see Zuko feel bad about betraying him too afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like when he's talking with Azula, and he's just like, "But I, I, you know, I betrayed him," and she's like, "No, he betrayed you." You know, trying to do that manipulation still, but he feels it because how can you not love Iroh? He made you, you tea know? so many times. Well, he's so gentle and sweet and loving. And <laughs> I mean, I rose Zuko's real daddy. Like, let's be honest. Oh, it's yeah. his real dad, for sure. <laughs> Co- correct. Correct yeah. statement. Because uh, his real dad is like Azula, so... Yeah, his real dad's a fucking monster, so... Psychopaths. <laughs> uh, exactly. And then also Katara saving Aang with her natural um, good water. <laughs> Oh, she God. didn't use it yeah. on the scar. Yeah. Un- 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 
art on something cosmetic. She saved it for something real. Yeah, because yeah. we almost lost the avatar in general for like literally not only Aang, but just in general. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No more of these. We're done now. Yeah. Mm. Katara, if you ever get good water again, don't don't use it on something stupid, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't fix a little boy's face. He's fine with his scar. Yeah. Right? It'll, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. Yeah. Um, but then the crew escapes, the Earth Kingdom, you know, things get things get dark. It's it's going into season three, you know, so it's like stakes are high. It got so dark. Like I after they got done with this, I was like, how the fuck are they going to win now? Because literally they just took over the largest, richest Earth Kingdom entirely. Mm-hmm. So you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Winning. I was like, dang, they're going to win. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. It was the last airbender. He dead now. He dead. This is the last airbender. There he is. He gone. He gone. Yeah, we see him escape. Thank God, though. Yeah. Get out. Um, One thing, since we're at the end, a last note that I forgot to mention earlier, in the episode where Azula, Ty Lee, and May are chasing them all uh, because of Appa's fur, because he's shedding, because it's getting warm or whatever, can you imagine how pissed you are if you're just some random ass Earth Nation farmer and you come out of your house in the morning and your entire farm is covered fucking flying bison hair and you don't even know what it is because you've never seen a flying bison. You're like, what the fuck is all this hair? That's all I could think about. I was like, I'd be so pissed. So pissed. Hey, it's the cabbage like, guy. What, what it is farm. this? Yeah. What is it going was cabbage on guys here? Farm. Cabbage Guy's farm. That's that's who's that's my boyfriend. Oh, it was my boyfriend's farm. <laughs> did you have to help him clean it? I did. All the fur. Oh yes. wow! Good Individual you, hair. And Hannah Hannah pulled out her like random encyclopedic knowledge that she sometimes pulls out and is like, oh yes, I can tell by the texture and the specific scent of the dander. It is a flying bison. And Cabbage Guy's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> He's like, but. Have- Fix my carriage yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That may be the most accurate way to describe Hannah's knowledge. It's just random like, encyclopedia. The random encyclopedia that will pop up every once in a while. Yeah. I always say whenever I have random knowledge, I'm like, this is so why do I know this? <laughs> why, why me? Why? Why do I know this? I love funny. I love that Hannah is equal parts hippie, equal parts sucka. With a touch of cabbage guy girlfriend. <laughs> Correct. Mysterious character we've never met and doesn't exist. Oh, I, live it, there. It, I live and there. I do love cabbage. I currently have a cabbage in the fridge right now. I do love cabbage. Let's have a cabbage day, Hannah, where we make cabbage things. Oh, yes. Sesame seeds. Ooh, a good coleslaw with some Japanese mayo in it. Yes. Mm. Oh, creative. Okay. The only time <laughs> I like coleslaw is when it's on my spike, spicy chicken sandwich. Ooh, mm. okay. Okay, I see that. I also just love stewed cabbage, like the old Irish way, like my grandma used to make, with just bacon in it, and that's it. Oh, my God. Oh, kimchi, good. anyone? Delicious. Mm, kimchi, delicious. Okay. <laughs> cabbage. <laughs> All right. That's the end. Any other thoughts? Yeah. Because next time we're going to bring you season three, which we have all the thoughts on. At least I do. So yeah, yeah. Any thoughts? But as far as this season goes, I haven't, I haven't watched season three yet, so I am excited to see 
Zuko's transformation because he has to turn into good boy eventually. Um, I want to see what happens with Uncle Iroh because he's we not in good. Him. Yeah, he's not in good place right now. Um, and is Aang gonna? What's Aang gonna be like after getting m- murdered and coming back? They're 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 done for. Fire Nation wins the end. Yeah, because like. Like I said, like I watched this when it was on TV when I was little, but like not to the extent that I remember the storyline. Yeah. So I'm definitely like going into this blind, not remembering. Same. Yeah. Very much same. I yeah. I think I talked about in the first episode. I have the whole like, is this a rerun or is this a new episode? I thought Aang already did this. Like I'm having that moment where I'm like rewatching stuff where I'm like. I felt like this came before this, so I'm just as blind as everyone else. Yeah, that's how I was rewatching these two is because I loved this series as a kid, and I feel like I saw almost all of them, but then rewatching, and I'm like, well, I definitely missed these episodes because it was at that point that Nick Loney was already just playing it in random fucking order, you know, like we were talking about, like you were saying. So I, agree. I wouldn't mind if you replayed the Owl episode ten times. <laughs> Of course you would. Of course. I mean, to be fair, Hannah, it's on Netflix now, so you could just replay it ten times. You could. You could totally just replay it all the time. The knowledgeable owl. The the great thing about being an adult, nobody can tell you you can't have ice cream for breakfast, and nobody can tell you you can't watch the owl episode from Avatar The Last Airbender ten times in a row. True. Although Amen. I did tell Emily if she sees me with a donut in my hands one more time to snatch it out. <laughs> and I will eat the donut I snatch out of her hands. <laughs> I understand that. All right, Naughty What Podcast listeners, thank you for joining us. You can email us, direct message us, all the things. We would love your suggestions, comments, likes, dislikes, whatever. We just want to talk to you. So you can email us at naniwet.podcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at naniwet.podcast. We'll be coming at you next week with Avatar Season 3. We love you. Bye. 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 Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.